But I knew deep down inside, like touring is what I wanted to do. So anybody who tried to, you know, question like, well, aren't you scared? I'm like, no, like, I just feel like great things are going to happen from this movie. Yeah, I, I love this theme because it's about like visualizing and seeing it and just knowing it when other people doubt, you know, and you can feel it. And that's what makes you get there. Hey, y'all. Hey, it's your host, Pisa Noel, and welcome to the Pisa Noel Show, hashtag PNS, a talk show based in L.A., California, where most of the guests reside. Also a talk show where we always find that laugh. I am stoked that we have officially arrived at PNS Season 2, themed Overcoming the Odds and Pursuing Passion. In addition, PNS viewers and listeners have now been named, drumroll, Pisa Noel Show Passion Propellers and Bold Beauties. You may be saying, hmm, what do that mean? Well, all that means is that you are bold, beautiful, and not just pursuing, but propelling your passion. And if you're not quote unquote yet, I think you will after hearing these stories. Throughout my journey as a former professional dancer turned talk show creator, I have met some fascinating people with inspiring stories. Let's dive on in and hear them. Peace out. Noel show passion propellers and bold beauties. What you think, Mikey? I love it. I love all of that. I don't know where to stand for, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, we go over. I got to write it down, huh? It's a mouthful, but that's what y'all call the passion propellers and bold beauties. <laughs> Welcome to the Pisces Noel show. I am so excited. I got my good friend Mikey Pisanti here. Hey, what up? <laughs> <laughs> he got me laughing already. Anyway, of course, I always have my own intro, and then Mikey's gonna like fill in the blanks. But Mikey is like a really, really good friend of mine, and I met him when I moved out here in LA. And when I tell you, he has looked out for me. He has like really looked out for me. He's the reason I've gotten a lot of opportunities to dance, or at least kind of got me propelled towards that spot. Um, and I just really always wanted to perform and he's always been a quiet hookup for me. So, um, I don't know, don't be hitting them up now, y'all dancers. Don't be saying Mikey helped me out because <laughs> a sister was struggling. So that's why he helped me out. But, um, he just really has the best heart and I have seen so much drive from this guy and it's so inspiring. So I was like, I can't wait till people hear this story because we see the glitz and the glam and everything. But when you hear about like what he's done to get there, then you'll just be in awe. And one of the stories I remember is at his birthday. It was years ago before he booked his first job. And he said, this will be the last time that I worry about my body and I will be booking the next year. And he did. So um, I don't want to give too much away at the beginning, but I do want to say that. Um, I want to say he's sweet. I want to say he says, I love you, boo. And I remember the, the moment that I realized that I was not the only one that he was saying that to. <laughs> I was devastated. <laughs> And then I said, oh, he loved me. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And then I realized he said that to everybody. But I mean, that's how much love he spreads. But, you know, you could kind of get jealous. You're like, I thought I was the one that he loved. I thought I was the boo. <laughs> and as y'all see, he looked good. He bring the boys and the girls to the yard. I mean, oh, all of them. <laughs> You can pick who you want because they all shoot they shot over there. But anyway, um, <laughs> so he's like a real professional dancer and he's danced with Britney Spears, Camila Cabello, um, Rihanna. 
and I've seen him on The Voice. He's everywhere. So he has some more people that he can probably name. But that's my intro. And Mikey, thank you for all you do. Thank you for showing up for this. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> I, this is season two, right? Season two! You know, <laughs> you don't go to warm it up. Oh, I get the old school bank hand. <laughs> I've seen it a long time. You know, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for having me. I am so honored that you would ask me to be here. No, seriously, I'm so proud of you. Thank and you. Doing. It's amazing. Thank yeah. you. So tell us, do you have any more to add to your intro or your credits? I am Mikey Pisante. I moved to LA at the age of 23. I started dancing hip-hop aerobics at the age of 17 to actually lose weight. And then it just turned into something that I fell in love with and it turned into something professional. And yeah, I moved out here and it literally, my first tour that I booked was Paulina Rubio. That was such amazing blessing. And then after that, it was just like a snowball effect. Paulina, Rihanna's world tour, her loud tour. I went on tour with, um, I was on Britney Spears Vegas residency for four years. And then we went on tour after that for a fifth year. So that was great. Um, I got to, this is my, I call it my wall of fame behind me. This is, oh my gosh. And, and it's just something just to keep reminding me just to be like, okay. You are that bitch, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, I mean, it's just something just to look back on and be like, wow, like, you really came out here, you said you were going to do something, and you ended up doing it, and it's not over yet. You know, Selena Gomez, um, who else? Kendrick Lamar, J-Lo for the, the Super Bowl 2020 before the world shut down. That was actually my last dance job. and. and then so much has changed in this pandemic. So two years later, <laughs> but I've been out here in LA for 12 years. So much has happened. So much has happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. If y'all listen on the podcast, y'all gonna have to come on the YouTube. Come on the YouTube, okay? Because <laughs> y'all gotta see these pictures like, oh my gosh. And I love the reminder because you hustled for this and that just reminds you every day, like, look what I did. So like, it's just amazing. And I can't believe I know you. I know you. (laughs) When I worked at this film center, this guy worked with me that's an actor. And I remember the guy used to be like, I'll work with you. I can't believe I'll work with you. So I'd be like, I know him. I know you. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get into the theme a little bit and get into the nitty gritty. Let's do it. We do have a new theme for season two, PNS, and it is overcoming the odds and pursuing passion. Um, Some of the things that I found on Google about defying the odds. So I said overcoming the odds and pursuing passion because I love the word overcoming, but defying the odds is also interchangeable with it. But it means to accomplish something that most would deem impossible. And it's something that's highly unlikely to achieve or believed to be highly unlikely to achieve. Um, it's something that you achieve when most people thought you would fail. And it's also something that's achieved that was seemingly improbable to happen. That kind of sparked some more memories for me in my journey and in other people's journeys. So I do want to start with that. So my first question with knowing that is what are the odds that you had against you? Like, let's start as a child. Do you have like a main odd that was against you? 
as a child, like I was just different. Like I would always play with the Barbies and I would always play, you know what I mean? So it's either watch like music videos or go outside and play football and stuff like that. So it was little things like that, that I knew at a young age that I was different from like the kids in the neighborhood and, you know, stuff like that. So I was kind of forced to tap into that artistic side, you know, where I would just go to the room by myself and like start playing the music and start dancing alone, not even knowing what I was doing or start singing or pretend like I was Selena or Janet Jackson or Paula Abdul. <laughs> Put a t-shirt over my head and just, but then also I get yeah. caught and then I would literally be, he's gay. Who <laughs> say so, that? Your sister? I'm brother? Sister. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> I remember my dad caught me playing with Barbies and he was not having it at that time, you know, Puerto Rican family years and years and years ago. You know what I mean? So they were just like, this ain't it. Um, but I always felt different. And I overcame that by literally just following what I wanted to do, you know, no matter what. It's a gift and a curse. I'm so hard-headed and very strong-headed, which is great in a lot of a lot of things. Which is why you got to where you are because yeah. of that attitude. Um, so that's already, already as a child, you defied the odds because nobody would guess that you would become this big professional dancer <laughs> and that you would have a six pack and <laughs> little six pack over there, little six pack. Yes. <laughs> and then being true to yourself too. That's also something that um, we talk about a lot on this show. And uh, you kind of remind me of Trey. Trey Rich is a dancer and artist too. He was saying a similar type of story. So I'm seeing a pattern here and I'm loving it. The inspiration I'm getting is just be true to yourself and just dive into your being different and your uniqueness. So thank you for inspiring us on that. All right. So you already talked about that you got into dancing at 17, you said? Yes. Well, I was raised in West Palm Beach and I, yeah, I, I guess I just didn't know. Like, I know I would go always to the skating ring and I would like, you know, enjoy the one hour that they gave us, like for dance hour, you take off the skates and you go. And I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. And I would always just watch everybody and observe and be like, oh, I like this. I like this. And then <clears throat> there would be people in Miami, like the Miami scene that now I'm starting to go to class. I joined this dance company called Sean's Dance Factory. I was like, oh my God, like I'm starting to get good at this. We started to get to the point where like he would do this, like shake the tree, which is like audition. So anything that we learn, it would be like, all right, it's time to shake the tree. Who's in this piece? And I loved it because it gave me so much preparation for the tour mentality of like, you're having your quick changes. You're doing different acts throughout this night. So every six months we would have a, a show called The Big Bang. So I started like in Big Bang one and he's like, I'm Big Bang like 23 now. You know what I mean? So God. it's crazy like just to see how much it's grown. But I, I do remember me telling Chris, hey, I feel like we're outgrowing West Palm Beach in Miami because like, a lot of people are now acknowledging that we're like the best where we are at. And now it's time for us to evolve and grow to the next level. For those of you that don't know, Chris Grant is a choreographer for Beyonce. So yeah, just going, keep going to like little auditions around and noticing that I'm always like making it to the end or like doing like the TV shows, like uh, So You Think You Could Dance and like not having much technical training or anything and I would go and make it to Vegas week my first try and I was like oh my god so what I'm, wait I'm actually kind of I guess I'm good you know what I mean so yeah and being in this like room full of this like whole nother world it's like another beast so what was the moment where you 
decided to just move to LA. My first kind of gigs, paid gigs, while I started to dance, um, were in the clubs for drag queens. And I didn't realize you can make a living dancing. So a drag queen named Des- Daisy Dead Petals, who is my friend till this day, she was like, how much would you charge for, for you to dance for me? And I was like, you'll pay me? And she was like, nobody works for me for free. And I was like, oh my God, like, okay. So from there, like I was dancing back up for drag queens for like maybe two years and legit, I then started to do drag. Uh, in Miami for like six months. Yeah, I I love the art of drag. I love it. I absolutely love it. I learned so much performance aspect from what I do on stage by drag queens. Um, But I remember me doing this pageant and I won this pageant and this one drag queen came up to me and was like, Mikey, it's not, or Mia, Mia, it's not even fair that, you know, you're out here winning and taking like our jobs and stuff because, you know, this is our life and you're just coming out here and you just, you're a performer. So you, it's easy for you to come out here and win, but this is not who you want to be in real life, you know, at that moment. And I was just like, hmm. So she put some light onto that. And I was like, you know what? It's time for me to go. I want to do other things. Like I want to be on tour. And if I want to come back to this, then I can come back. Um, but, and that was my thing. Like I bought a one-way ticket to LA and I was like, it's time. I told my mom, she was like, you're freaking lying. I was like, no, for real. And then I had just enough money to ship my car, my little beater. <laughs> so I shipped it and I was like, no, I'm going. I honestly did not know what the hell was going to happen. Actually lies. I did know what was going to happen. Like I honestly, in my heart felt like I was like, I'm going to be a tour dancer. Like I knew it. And it was from that, that training from Sean's Dance Factory because this is what was embedded in me. And this is what I knew. I knew I wasn't going to be like the TV person much or like the music video person much. At least I thought, but I knew deep down inside, like touring is what I wanted to do. So anybody who tried to, you know, question like, well, aren't you scared? I'm like, no, like, I just feel like great things are going to happen from this move. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I love this theme because it's about like visualizing and seeing it and just knowing it when other people doubt, you know, and you can feel it. And that's what makes you get there. And I just love that you went with it and just took the risk and just went on. And I think that car was the, is that the white one? The, the white one, the Chevy Cavalier, baby. That Chevy. got us around. Listen, you can call it what you want, but we used to get around in that car because you gave me some rides. <laughs> Going down the hill? Oh, Lord, I'm so grateful that we're alive because those brakes was not it. Those brakes Ooh, was I wasn't it. in that ride, but I'm glad. I'm glad, but I, I just remember it got you around and it got you to all your gigs when you started. So- Another way that I think that the odds were against you was once you started auditioning, because if you guys don't know in professional dancing and for these like big artists, those open calls are huge. And I wanted to know like what your biggest challenge was during that season when you were auditioning. My biggest challenge, I remember me just, I I moved so many places. I, I, I was like on floors and couches and like, it was endless, but in my brain, like the way my mentality worked is it's like, okay, do you have enough money to eat today? Do you have enough money for your gas tank to get you to where you need to go? And then you're good. I, I started to realize like, okay, Mikey, again, like you're going to these auditions and you're making it so close. You're making it to the very, very end. And it wasn't until I, I, I accepted the fact of like, hey, Mikey, 
you are still living your dream. You still moved out to LA. You're still dancing in LA, whether or not it's at Carnival or whether or not it's at, you know what I mean, on a stage of this huge, per- you know, and once I stopped comparing myself to, mm. to people and, and stopped like worried about anybody else's lane and just was like, stick to your lane, you're different. There's only one of you, that's it, is when I literally started to work. And it my third try, like attempt to book this girl right here. There, I, I auditioned for Rihanna. Rihanna, right? Yeah, three uh-huh. times I auditioned for Rihanna. And literally on my third time, like I booked it, a world tour. And it was like, I went down my first time, like top four or the last four people. And then nope, the last three people. And then nope. And then I was like, okay, what is it? And then that was the time where I was like, I need to learn how to do a backflip. And then also to pushing myself out of my own comfort zone. Like I never, my feet never left the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, okay, let me learn how to do a backflip. I did it. I learned in a week. I did it. Oh I was, I was, I'm so determined and I'm very ambitious. And, and, and people say to me all the time, wow, you're very ambitious. And I'm like, yeah, I am very ambitious. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, it's not going to happen. But I'm just like, I love proving myself. Right, yeah. you know, I put myself wrong. Wait, so who who taught you to backflip? Did you find somebody in the hood to say teach me, or you went to a gymnast place, or what? Well, so that funny story. It was my friend named Cool Benson, and he is a professional makeup artist. So, unlike my first attempt that I um, auditioned for Rihanna, Tina Landon went to my agent and and asked if I could then perform at the AMAs for for Rihanna, and I was. Just, lost it. I was like, this is my first. I remember that. And I remember like I was on unemployment and my unemployment was running. So it was like done. So I had like a lot, like three checks left or whatever. And then I remember sitting in this makeup artist chair at the AMAs, super friendly. And I remember him telling me that he's like a cheerleading coach. And he was like, do you tumble? And I was like, no. He was like, well, if you ever want to learn, I'll teach you. And I didn't think much about it. And then once that unemployment after like three weeks later ended, I called him and was like, Hey, can you teach me how to tumble? Cause I knew that I need to then, you know, elevate to the next part of what I wanted my career to be. And I was just like, okay, called him, went to his house. He taught me in a week and literally like a couple weeks later was Rihanna's tour audition. And I remember me doing it. I never, ever, ever did it on solid floor. I would only do backflips like at like the gym with the spring floor or like on grass and him spotting me. And I did it and I landed it. And that was the last time I've ever did it. Cause I was like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> so like, I was like that is scary. That so got me the job. Or what? It was a round off back tuck. And I was like, Ooh, the tuck that jumped I screamed for myself. I screamed for myself. And I was like, did you just say that? Like I was so <laughs> I was so impressed. Ooh, ooh, that was brave. Oh was like, my gosh. I like, I'm just like, you could have hit your head, but you had, God had you. Dang, yeah. you didn't do the basic back handspring. I would have been doing the little, what's the little walkover, one leg and the other. That's the <laughs> most I would have been doing. But you said, I'm going to do a round off tuck. I went for ooh. it. I went for it. And that literally, they're like, don't you flip? And I said, Honestly, I did learn for the audition, but I booked the job and I was like, I'm not doing this. 
Yeah, yeah, don't be putting this on every show. This was a one-time thing. Like we one time. That's act it. like we didn't see it no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But that was your fuel to get you into all these other jobs, right? After Rihanna? Well, yeah. Well, Paulina Rubio helped me meet Shonique and Lissette. Our and choreographers. Shonique, um, then started to ask me to like assist on like certain things. And I remember me uh assisting. Shonique and Lissette for Ricky Martin's world tour. So I was like his stand-in. So we would like go to rehearsals and I was just standing in. I remember his creative team. I was just so, you know, I'm just me. Like I just talk, don't yes. know to do. And his creative team, I remember were there and they said, oh, well, you have to come to the show and all of this. And I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to come to the show because I'm going to be on tour with Rihanna. And they were like, wait, how? And I was like, I'm just kidding. I'm just putting it out there in the universe. And it just so happened that they were the creative team for Rihanna. And I was just talking crap. And they were like, hmm. And then Lisa, I remember, I will never forget. It was like, yeah, Mikey has been auditioning for so many years. Like, he wants this so bad. And I remember them asking me, will you be willing to cut your hair? And I was like, absolutely. I was like, take it. You know what I mean? And they're like, good to know. And then when I went to audition, they were all there. So it was just such a... Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. And then the cool thing is, in rehearsals for Rihanna, I was able to take that day off to then go to the Ricky Martin show at the Staples Center because I helped. They were the head, yeah. So that was really, really Oh, what a cool story. So cool. And I would never forget either. I was so determined to, she was my biggest goal. Like, so determined. I remember me opening up a empty calendar and I looked at Ticketmaster, all her tour dates. I wrote every single tour date in my calendar saying that performing for Rihanna, boom, performing for Rihanna, boom. And it's so freaking crazy that I can, I crossed off and literally like checked off every single date that I already did be prior to that. It was Oh my gosh. That's why they say write it down. I'm writing stuff down now. Write it down. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. Stay tuned for part two with Mikey Passanti on the Paisa Noel Show. Thank you for tuning in to the Paisa Noel Show. Hashtag PNS. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, got something out of it, and found that laugh somewhere. If you are a visual person like me and you want to see these stunning guests in their interviews, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at The Paisa Noel Show PNS. If you're feeling the PNS podcast, please hook a sister up with a fantastic rate and review. Okay. (laughs) They just got the option on Spotify now too. So, you know, hook a girl up. Last but not least, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Paisa Noel Show. Blessings, love and laughter, y'all. Peace out.